We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. It's Saturday morning, which means you got your morning coffee and you're ready for another rousing edition of Pack-A-Day, your 24-7, 365 day-a-year Packer podcast. I'm Jake Turner, and you can find me at Twitter at at JakeTurnerSport, or you can find my colleague, my partner in crime, 32 years in the business, writer for BobMcGinnFootball.com, Mark Eckel. Mark, how you doing? I'm good, Jake. How are you? Doing good. Did you have yourself a good Thanksgiving? Yes, I did. How about you? Uh, never better. A lot of great food, you need, family. You need too much now, right? Don't don't overeat. I'm no, no. Being slow. You got to be ready to go Sunday now. Come on. Yeah, yep, that's right. All right. <laughs> I went for a walk, so I was okay. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. All right, we got a lot to jump into. Now, this is the thing we do here on Pack a Day. We understand you get these Packers, you get these Viking previews, and you read all these articles. Guess what? We are going to set it up in a different perspective. Packers, Vikings. 7.30 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth going to be doing the game. But this is a very interesting matchup because one team is coming in at 4-5-1. and one. The other is 5-4-1 and one as well. Mark, with the Packers and the Vikings, who needs this game more? Both. I mean, this is an equal... I mean, well, I guess if you have to pick one, the Packers need it more because they're a game behind the Vikings. So, um... But they're both in, in desperation mode here, just by the way things are going. Um, I don't think, I think the, the Bears win 
Thanksgiving Day against the and in Detroit in a in a heck of a performance by um, by Chase Daniel. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy that hadn't played in I don't know how long. Um, you know, to come off the bench like that and on the road and win a game that I hate to say anything nice about the Bears, but I got to say that <laughs> you know they've established themselves now as the they're they're going to win the NFC North unless they really go into a tailspin this, these these last um, five games. I mean, it, it's it's theirs to win. So really, the Packers and Vikings are both just you know along with a bunch of other teams are are trying to get wild card spots at this point. I mean, you if you look at it, uh, East the NFC East is a is a is a is a garbage dump. I mean, it's a, a joke. A team's going to win it, and that's it. Nobody else is coming mm-hmm. out, of, out of that division. So then you have, I think, you have the the Vikings, Packers, Panthers, Seahawks. And I'm going to leave it at that. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you have those four are going to battle for the two wild card spots. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. no, I couldn't agree for, more for, for two spots I because mean, so the, I was so able. The loser of this Packer Viking game falls, I think, falls into the fourth spot mm-hmm. of those four. Whereas the winner, now Carolina plays Seattle also. So mm-hmm. this is like a pretty, this is almost like a wild card weekend. It is, if, if, if I'm yeah. saying that they're, those four teams are battling for the two wild card spots, well, they're both going head to head this week. So the two winners, I think, emerge as one and two maybe, and the two losers fall into the three, four spots for now. Well, according to ESPN, if the Packers right now, they have a 36% chance of making the playoffs. With a loss, they will drop down to 16%. However, if they get a W, they will get a 61%. And I like that because, well, well here's the thing. Their schedule is favorable, Mark. They'll have Arizona, Atlanta. We give you bold statements on our, our packet day, right? We've of course we do. The courses yes. This year, and we've been right more than we've been wrong. Yeah. With different players making a team, different mm-hmm. things happening. Tremont Williams playing safety. I think we said that like before the season started. That's okay. I don't want to, I don't, I'm not bragging. Here, I'm going to tell you this and write this down November 20th, what's the date? 24th. 24th. Uh, so if the Packers beat the Vikings Sunday night, now I'm not saying they will. I'm saying if they beat the Vikings yes. Sunday night, they mm-hmm. will be in the playoffs this season. They have no doubt. But write it down, put it in stone. If they win, they're going to be in the playoffs. If they lose, we can start looking at who the best tight tight end in the draft is next year. That's a good call. <laughs> and with that, so the Packers will have Arizona, Atlanta, and then they got at Chicago, the Jets, and the Lions. And four of the five, it looks like Vegas is going to take the Packers to win. The Bears are going to be the only one that's going to be the underdog. But when it comes to Soldier Field, when it comes to Packers-Bears, it doesn't matter. Toss the records out the window. It's going to be a, a heck of a football game regardless. Also, let's talk about the Vikings here for a minute. Uh, this has been the most disappointing team in the NFL this year. I've, I've expected. I know you want to say the Eagles, but the Vikings have no excuse to this. You pay $84 million, Kirk Cousins. Guaranteed. Full, first fully guaranteed player in NFL history. And he has 13 ton- turnovers. Second most in the NFL. He struggles against very good defenses like Chicago last week. He can't win against the New Orleans Saints. Mark, what is wrong with the Minnesota Vikings? Well, I think you just you you hit it on the head. I they wouldn't be my most disappointing team because I'll be honest, I didn't think they would be much more than a wild card this year. I think they 
I think their defense, because people thought was so great, mm-hmm. was exposed in the NFC Championship game last year by the Eagles. I mean, if you look at the Viking defense last year, everyone raved about. Okay, and and their numbers, and that's why I'm not a numbers guy. And I've never been a stat guy. I mean, you use them judiciously. I, I'm I'm not a guy that puts all my weight on on stat because the Vikings defense by the numbers last year were the best in the league. Right? Oh my God, they're great. Yes. what a great defense. They played Brett Hundley twice. Mm-hmm. They played a rookie Mitch Trubisky twice. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They played um, Stafford, who can't win a big game if his life depended on it, um, <laughs> twice. Talk about overpaid quarterbacks. Let's let's start with let's start and end with Matt Stafford. Okay? Oh yeah. Um, so that that's six of their games. And who else did they play last? I mean, when they played a good quarterback last year, they didn't. They that great defense wasn't so great. And they mm-hmm. took advantage of a schedule that that gave them backup quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, and bad quarterbacks last year. I mean, the, the Saints should have drew Brees had him beat if not for a miracle play by by the Vikings and a bad in a bad play by a rookie uh, Saint safety. Or they would have lost that game. Nick Foles, who Nick got Foles. You know, who played two great games back to back, but not really, still a backup quarterback for the most part. Lit lit him up in the NFC title game. Yeah, made him look like Montana on that night in Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, the Vikings. I thought were they're they're not a bad team. Don't get me wrong. They're not the Arizona Cardinals. They're not the no. They're the, just the, the, the Raiders. They're just mediocre. I, and then their yeah, schedule doesn't like the get any easier. They're going against a well rested New England team at New England. Then they have to go all the way over across the country to Seattle, where they can't even we win over there. They've that. had worse struggles than the Packers at Seattle. Yeah. So oh, yeah, Mike, that's why the loser of this game is is in trouble. I mean, actually, the yeah. Vikings loser, but they might be in more trouble. Yeah, th- this is their best chance right now because they still have to play the Bears one more time, and then if they are at fifty one percent right now, if they win, they go to seventy percent. If they lose, twenty seven percent. That's bad right now for the Minnesota okay, Vikings. Care, but yes, give me their, their schedule again, the Vikings schedule. The next the two games, game. they have at New England and at Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then they also that. still have to take on Chicago one more time at Minnesota. And who else do they have? They have? Uh, I'm not too sure on that. I've only looked at the oh, first, no, I, the last two weeks. I thought you had it right in front of me. They, <laughs> well, they might have the, do they have the Lions again? Probably. Yes, they still have to go at Detroit one more time. And you never know at Detroit. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. But I will say this. When you talked about Matthew Stafford there for a moment, I wouldn't doubt if the Lions go shopping next year. Maybe go draft a quarterback. Can they get out of that contract? I'm not sure what to... Well, no, the contract's still going to stand, but they might start creating his quote-unquote successor. Yeah, I can see that. Although they have a hundred other needs too. But yeah, I mean, it's a shame that he's a... He's a talented quarterback. Yes, I mean, but he just doesn't come up big. I mean, he he's never he's never come up big when he's had to come up big. I mean, that game that game was was there for the Lions on Thanksgiving millions of times. I lost count. It's a tie game. They have the ball. Their defense holds. They they give them the ball. Good field position. Boom. Pick six. Yeah, and Mark, their defense their defense has gotten better. I mean, they've played a lot better in the last couple of weeks. Matt Patricia as their head coach of defense. Would improve. I, mean, well, I should hope so. Hire him. Yeah, um, but I mean, Stafford will put up good fantasy numbers for you, and and it'll make some great plays. But when the heat's on, he's I, that's not the guy I want under center. And and, and and that leads us back to Kirk Cousins. Right. That's that's exactly Kirk what I was just about to transition to. Was Kirk I mean, was Kirk Cousins? 
I mean, you can make an argument right now that Kirk Cousins is kind of a step up on Matthew Stafford right now, which is not really saying much. Good arm, but makes horrible mistakes. And then also you talk about this. Their offensive line, yeah, it's been banged up. But Rick Spielman continues to prove he cannot build up an offensive line depth if his life depended on it. They, I mean, they certainly tried, right? I mean, yeah, they did. And he, yeah, it just hasn't gotten done. Um, they have this, the, the right tackle, this o, O'Neal kid from Pitt. Yep. Isn't bad. No. Their second round pick out of, out, of, out of Pitt last year, rookie right tackle. He looks like he may be as good as they've gotten in, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. And, and Cousins, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a little stat on, on Kirk Cousins, if you may already know. But Go for in it. In prime time games in mm-hmm. his career, mm-hmm. 4 and 12. 4 and 12. Four and nine with the Redskins and now zero and three with the Vikings at prime time. So that's that's a little and just for comparison's sake, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. in prime time. Now this includes his whole career, so go way back to when you know he first started as well, and he wasn't you know he wasn't Aaron, Aaron Rodgers that we know. Twenty four and fourteen, Jeez. which is a six thirty one winning percentage. This is the. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast here on a great Saturday morning. Packers-Vikings kick off 7.30 p.m. on Sunday on NBC. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth will be in on the commentating. Uh, I'm Jake Turner alongside my partner in crime, 32 years in the business, Mark Eckel, uh, joining me here to get you set up for Packers-Vikings. Uh, let's talk about a couple of things here. There, there was a big news came out last week after that horrible loss to Seattle. Mike Daniels, foot injury. Out for the Minnesota game, Tyler Lancaster and Montrevis uh, Adams. What does the loss of Daniels do to the Packers defense? Well, a lot. I mean, not just it's not just Mike Daniels. Who's going to play? And what defensive backs are going to play as well? I mean, this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't like these injuries as an excuse, and I'm, not, and, I'm, and I'm not going to. But this is a banged up Packer defense. So it is. Know, Daniels. Let's start with Daniels. I mean, he's. Kenny Clark is, the, is their best lineman right now. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Probably their best player on defense overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but Daniels is the is the veteran. He's the leader of that line. He's the, probably the leader of the defense in a lot of ways. Um, so that yeah, that that's a huge loss. And I'm going to put this a little as much as I as we praise the Packers front office this year for things they've done and tried to do and whatever else. When they lost Mo Wilkinson way back when, I mean, that was early in the season, mm-hmm. I really thought and wanted them to go out and sign a veteran defensive lineman to take most spot. Instead, all they did was, was promote um, Lancaster, who looks like he might be okay down the road. He's, a, he's an undrafted rookie out of Northwestern. I, you can't expect too much from him now. You know, maybe next year to year after, he might turn into a, a solid run-stopping you know, defensive lineman. I don't know, but I really thought that there were guys available. But like who? Um, oh, I mean, there's. I mean, they brought guys in for, for work. Quentin Dial was one name that came to mind. Oh, former geez. Packer that, that had bounced around with them. Yeah. And, and they, I mean, Wilkinson got her prior to the trade deadline. Yeah. So they could have made a trade. I would have loved to have seen them. The Lions traded a fifth round pick to the Giants for for Snacks Harrison. He hasn't really I done much. Snacks though. Harrison lining up in the middle of the Packer defense right right yeah. now. I mean, there, there were guys to be had. They felt they were okay, hoping. What they were doing was hoping nobody else got hurt, and they because a, a, a starting three of Daniels, Clark, and Lowry, I could live with that. Mm-hmm. But 
injuries happen. Now what happened? Daniels is out, and now they're Adams is just isn't very good. Let's be honest. That that's that looks like another bad third round pick. Yep, that was an R. Thompson bust. I mean, I don't, you know, Auburn guys. You, he fell head over heels for those dang Auburn guys. I don't understand I'm not why. An guy. But take me, give me the other school in Alabama. I'll take their their guys. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we tried that. Ha ha, Quinn Dix didn't really do much. Big, you know, space eating kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a rookie. You know, and he's, yep. I don't think he's ready to play fifty snaps a game. So I think what they're going to do, and my guess is, you'll see a lot of two down linemen. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll see a lot, you'll see a lot of you know. Clark and Lowry, mm-hmm. and then you'll see now again. Nick Perry's probably out as well, right? Yep. If he's, I mean, because that he would have been a guy that you could put him as a as an end with his hand on the ground, mm-hmm. um, and make almost make him like a defensive end type. So maybe Reggie Gilbert. We'll see a lot of Reggie Gilbert doing that. Um, You're going to see a lot of him. You're going to see a lot of Kyler Fackrell. Fackrell coming off a terrific performance last week yeah. against Seattle. Three sacks. Up. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think I want him with his hand on the ground. No, you're not going to. You're going to get him on the outside linebacker right. position. I'm so. saying to make up for the loss of Daniel, you're going to have to put some guys, you know, like I think Perry would have been that guy, but he's out. So I think Gilbert will probably fill a little bit of that role. But they're going to have to mix and match and get the best they can out of what they have. Um, I'm, more, I'm more concerned with, and we don't know yet, like who's going to be out in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Is, is, you know, is King going to come back? Is Breland going to come back? Um, they need all those guys against Thielen and Diggs. Yeah. But here's here's something interesting. Now, we know that the Vikings, they're not going to get rid of Mike Zimmer. It's not going to happen. He's a very good football coach. But the Packers' continued uh, marriage right now looks like the divorce prece- proceedings are starting. Somebody has gotten the papers. They're just waiting to sign them. Even if the Packers do get to the playoffs, Mark, that can't – that's not going to be good enough to save McCarthy's job, is it? I don't think so. I really don't. And, and we've been over this, and I've been the biggest Mike McCarthy supporter. You really have. Most. I mean, I get. I know. I know he's a, a good football. Now, he's not a great football. He's a good football coach. He's better than, yeah, he is. Than a lot of guys that have jobs right now. Mm-hmm. And he will get it if he wants one. He will get another job within a week of the of him getting terminated by the Packers. No question, I've Mark. Seen, I've, seen, I've lived through this. This mm-hmm. is what's going on in Green Bay is exactly what went on in Philadelphia with what, Andy Reid years ago with Andy Reid. This is I'm, it's 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 deja vu for yeah. for me. And that Andy Reid was a good football coach. The only difference is McCoy actually won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He won the Super Bowl that he got to. Reid lost the one that that he got to. But very some made the playoffs every year. Had a good quarterback, had a had a you know good offense. Let the defensive coaches run his defense for him, you know. But then it just got old, it got stale. And Reed, one year Reed should have gotten fired. He really should have gotten fired a year prior to that. What he did, he, they were mm-hmm. four and eight and floundering. But they got they won the last four. They didn't mean anything, but they won the last four games. Got to eight and eight, and then so that gave everybody a little bit of hope. Like, oh, okay, well we'll keep him another year. The following year, they went four and twelve, and he got fired. Well, you could make the same case that if Aaron Rodgers now, I don't know how the season would have turned out last year, but I think Aaron Rodgers getting hurt last year, saying McCarthy, like McCarthy, the the, the all time excuse of yes, oh, I lost Aaron Rodgers. You can't fire mm-hmm. a guy when he loses his star quarterback. Yep. So that gave him another year, and now 
we'll see how this year ends. But like I said to you a couple weeks ago, the for pack for the, for the Packers and Packer fans, the best case scenario is make the playoffs, or maybe even win a game or two, and maybe you can trade Mike McCarthy to a team. Look, there's going to be five or six other teams looking for a head coach. Yeah, right? they're chomping at the bit. They're chomp- He's a good groomer of quarterbacks. I mean, in 1999, he gave Brett Favre. Everybody says Cleveland. But I don't, I'm not no, I, I don't see him going to Cleveland. This is one thing that gets on my nerves. I can't stand when people do that. Connect the dots nonsense. It, it, it's such Bush League. Just because the dots do feel like they connect doesn't mean it's the right fit. I think the Browns know, are going to do something completely that, different. We don't know if him and Dorsey were friends or not. They might not Dorsey yeah, why don't they don't like each him. other? But, I mean, the, hey, they want to keep bringing out those hot takes, so to be my guest. But, no, I don't think McCarthy's ending up in Cleveland. No, I think Mike McCarthy might end up maybe possibly Tampa Bay. I think that might be an interesting fit. Or the Jets. Jets. The Jets will be looking for somebody. Yeah, and, maybe and they're going to want a guy like Sam Darnold. Yeah, there are there are going to be a lot of jobs out there. You can even make an argument for Baltimore if John Harbaugh doesn't survive. The, well, I want to trade. I want to trade Harbaugh for, for McCarthy. I know. A lot of Packer fans are already saying they want John Harbaugh. I'd be fine with that, too. But that's for another show. That's for another day here because we're getting a little bit cut on the time here. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Jake Turner alongside Mark Eckel. Packers-Vikings kickoff 7.30 on Sunday night football. Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels will be doing the commentating. It's time for our Pick'Em segment. So uh, real quick here, Mark, who wins Sunday night? I knew. Um, <laughs> this is, you know, not, I'm pretty, pretty convinced with one way or the other. Yeah. I want to pick the Packers. I want to say Aaron Rodgers reverts back to form and becomes the Aaron Rodgers that that we've seen mm-hmm. win so many important games for the Packers. Um, you know, I think Aaron. You know, keep in mind, you know, they, these teams tied earlier in the year. Aaron Jones didn't play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Real quick. The secondary really bothers me. I don't. I don't know how they're going to come up with a plan to to, to cover Thielen and, and and Diggs if they're not healthy back there. Yes. Um, I don't know. You know what though? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a homer. Okay. I'm be a homer. Okay. I'm usually not. You admit I'm to it. Trying to be fair and objective, but something This is the last. This is Packers' last game in prime time this year, unless they finish yes. the game. Unless they flex I think it. Aaron Rodgers. I put all my trust in number twelve. That in his last game of the season, under the lights, in front of a national TV audience, he turns back to Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to trust that they give Aaron Jones the ball mm-hmm. 18 times or so. Um, they keep the Vikings' offense off the field a little bit, a little bit. Cousins makes the mistake that you that you mentioned. You know, it makes a bad decision, which I think he Maybe, will. You know, Alexander gets a, gets a key pick. You know, I mean. It, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for all this, maybe more than, than thinking it, but I'm going to go Packers 31-28. All right. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Packers because I wow. feel like that offensive line. We're both going Packers. I'm going Packers. I'm, I'm going to take it because that Vikings offensive line is dreadful. It's actually in the top 25. It's one of the worst offensive lines in football. They can't hang on to Kirk Cousins. The Packers do have a couple of good pass rushers, which I feel like Fackrell might be able to continue to build his star. Blake Martinez will be there still. So I still think they might be able to. Aaron Rodgers, two minutes left in the game. For the love of that is all is holy. Seriously, I'll say some Hail Marys if I have to. But Mike McCarthy, well, if you have that chance, 
Put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands. Packers win 27 20. Let's give it a shot. Why not? We gotta we gotta stay faithful one more week because then it becomes cake going forward. So we'll find out. You asked me about a month ago. Go ahead. When this crazy stretch started of them, you know, the four games on the road and all the, you know, at Seattle, at the Rams. Yep. You asked me what do they need to be when it was all when when this stretch was over. I said they're five five and one. They'll be okay. I I said they'll finish nine six and one, and I stand by that. So, so we'll see what happens. We'll right? find out. All right. So there you go, Packer fans. You got any comments or concerns? Go to at Packaday Podcast and give your take on this uh, latest podcast here on our Saturday morning. Or you can find Mark Eckel at Mark Eckel08 or myself at, at Jake Turner Sport. We'll find out what happens. So we'll find out what happens with the Packers playoff hopes. Like I said, it kicks off 7:30. But that's it for us here at Pack a Day, 24/7, 365 day a year. Pack a Day podcast. More Mark Eckel. I'm Jake Turner, and the three greatest words in the dictionary of the Green Bay Packer history is "Go Pack Go." We'll see you next week. Let's see what happens. This was Ben Pack a Day right here on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Yeah, we're all over the internet. So see you next time. Six trailing 30 to 23. Two minutes straight up to go in the game. San Francisco showing a blitz through the A gap, and here they come. Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Yes! Adams! Left corner of the end zone from Aaron Rodgers! 16-yard touchdown pass. The Packers an extra point away from getting this game tied. Beathard on third, down and three in the shotgun. Football to the 46 at Green Bay. Packers showing a blitz, and here they come. Beathard looking, hit as he throws it. Deep down the right sideline, and intercepted on the play. Spectacular interception by Kevin King at the nine-yard line of Green Bay. Sam to Rogers looking right. Throws the right side, St. Brown makes the touch. Oh, he reached back to gather it in, using all 6-5 of his frame. Tumbled out of bounds inside the 30 of the 28-yard line. Snap to Rodgers, looking downfield, throws the left side. He's got it, out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. Oh, my goodness, what a throw and catch. Again, they beat Maven down the left sideline. Hunter Bradley, the snap. J.K. Scott down on one knee, arm extended. Here it is. Placement made. Kick is up. It is good. It is good. Mason Crosby delivers the dagger. One week after his worst day ever, he delivers the dagger tonight. And the Packers win 33-30.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.